Hello, friends, and welcome to the Koozie George podcast. We're just about to jump into a new adventure. Come on. Today, we're getting into some deep thinking stuff in a story called Koozie George and the Future Present, written by me, Darren Galindo. But before we get into today's story, we want to remind you to write us a review. Podcast reviews go a long way in getting the Koozie George podcast into the ears of new listeners. It's a big way to support the podcast, so make sure you write us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the stories. Another way you can support the podcast is simply by telling your friends about us. Thanks! And now, you may want to get your thinking caps on just in case. Remember, Bungie has a little bit of a dilemma with Darth Meow being back in the picture. I wonder what Bungie is going to do next. (gasps) Koozie George and the Future Present. Once upon a time, Koozie George was swimming in a hole. Oh wait, that was the last story. Hmm, this story is about how Tasha, Bungie, Noodle, and Misha found a dark-colored cat named Darth Meow, who says he's a good guy now, but only Bungie knows who he really is, and now Bungie is about to tell everybody who he really is. (gasps) Whoa, that was a lot. Don't you dare, said Bungie. I didn't want to have to do this, but I think it's time I told everyone who you really are. What do you mean who he really is? Said Tasha. His name is Darth Meow, and he just rescued Baby Stone. And you know, speaking of Baby Stone, while Bungie was getting mad at Darth Meow, she hadn't noticed that Baby Stone had walked over to Darth Meow and was snuggling up next to his legs. Yeah, he seems like a real nice guy with a funny name, said Noodle. Noodle, said Misha sharply. Don't be so mean. I wasn't. Come on. My name's Noodle. Noodle. His name's Darth Meow. We could be in a funny name club. (laughs) I would like that very much, my friend, said Darth Meow. Bungie had been on a roll just moments before. She was so frustrated with Darth Meow and everyone thinking that he's a good guy now that she felt she just had to tell everyone who he really was and all the bad stuff he's done. But that wouldn't be right, would it? I mean, what if Darth Meow really was trying to be a good guy? What if Bungie telling everyone about his past will only encourage him to go back to it? What if Bungie didn't tell everyone who Darth Meow was? But that's crazy! They should know that he caused so much trouble in town by arresting people and throwing them in cages and was planning to turn everyone to carpets. They should know that, right? Well, what is it, Bungie? Asked Tasha. Huh? What? You said it was time for you to tell everyone who Darth Meow really is. Oh, uh, yeah, um... Bungie thought about what she was going to say as she noticed little baby Stone snuggling up next to Darth Meow's legs. Isn't it crazy that our brains can be so fast to think sometimes? Bungie's brain was thinking about something all right. She was thinking about Koozie's face when he thought that she was part of the Felines of Fury. She thought about what it would be like if everyone she met only knew her as Jade Bungie, the Emperor's Hand. That would be terrible. Bungie would always be the bad guy, even if she was trying to be the good guy. When people think that someone is a bad guy, 
It can be sort of easy to treat them like a bad guy, even though we're always supposed to try to treat people good. But if people think you're the good guy, it's easier for them to treat you like the good guy. And you know what? It seemed like Bungie had the opportunity to treat Darth Meow like a good guy, so that everyone else would treat him like a good guy too. Well, come on then, said Tasha. Spit it out. Who is Darth Meow really? Darth Meow just stood there half frozen. He had his arm around Baby Stone as the little cow kept on snuggling up next to his legs. He was very worried about what Bungie was going to say. He had been trying for so long to be good, but I guess it's impossible to escape all the bad stuff you did in the past. Darth Meow, um, started Bungie. He, um, his name, um, his real name is Steve. <laughs> Steve! I told you that in confidence! Exclaimed Darth Meow. I mean, Darth Steve. That's your real name, Steve? Well, yes it is. I told you that was a secret, Jade Bungie. Jade Bungie? Is that your real name too? Oh, uh, what? Um... No, 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 that's not a real name. That's just a little nickname I gave her for a little while. Nickname? Yeah, he called me that, but I never liked it. Yes, I know that now. Sorry about that. That's okay. Steve! <laughs> My name is Steve! <laughs> Darth Steve! Ah, did you really have to tell them my real name, Bungie? I truly like Darth Meow a lot better. I know, I know. I just figured everyone should know your real name so that they know that you're alright. In fact, everyone, you should know that Darth Meow is one of the bravest cats I've ever met. And he's quite good with a sword. Sword? A sword? Steve has a sword? <laughs> Not Steve. Darth Meow! Aww, can't I call you Steve? I like Steve. Well, not if you want me to tickle you! Stop <laughs> it! No, 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 no! <laughs> wow, Bungie did a pretty brave thing. She knew Darth Meow from before, but she's helping him be a good guy by simply treating him like a good guy. But what do you think? Do you think that Darth Meow is really a good guy? Or do you think he's just pretending? Alright boys, that's enough tickling. <laughs> Steve is tickling me! We should start heading back to the farm before it gets too late. Yeah, the sun is already on its way down, observed Misha. <laughs> I guess you all should be going now. Well, wait a minute. Do you, um, would you like to come with us? Asked Bungie. Oh, really? Steve can come to the farm with us? Bungie, what a fantastic idea. Darth Meow, if you would like to accompany us back to our dwelling, you would be more than welcome to stay. At least until our people come back. But they've never turned away strays before, especially ones as good as you are. Um, yes! That would actually be amazing! I've been out here on my own for a while since, well, since the last town I was in. A warm place to sleep would be very nice. The food's not that bad either! And there's chickens who always want to escape? And a crazy goat named Stanley? Noodle, calm down. I'm sure Mr. Darth Meow would be quite comfortable at the farm. It's settled then. Off we go back to the farm. And with that, 
The four, no, five, wait, how many animals are there now? There's Tasha the dog, Misha the cat, Bungie and Noodle, and little baby Stone, and now they have Darth Meow. That's six, wow, six animals heading back to the farm after a pretty big adventure into the woods. It's a good thing Baby Stone wasn't found by a strange and wild animal like a coyote or a mountain lion. In fact, I think Baby Stone was found by a pretty nice animal. It looks like Darth Meow is going to be spending a bit of time at the farm with the rest of our friends. And speaking of friends, Koozie George, Rabbit Sebastian, and that other guy. What's his name? Oh yeah, Moozy. Koozie, Rabbit, and Moozy were wrapping things up over at the swimming hole. Moozy and Rabbit jumped off the big giant rock a few more times, and Koozie swam around like a fish? <laughs> I'm a fish! yelled Koozie. Come on, Koozie, said Rabbit. We told you like a million times. That's not how you play, Marco Polo. Yeah, Koozie, yelled Moozie. You're supposed to yell, Marco Polo! No, not you. Koozie, you say Marco Polo! Koozie! Rabbit! Marco! No, you're supposed to say... Oh, wait, you got it right. Polo! <laughs> I'm a fish! Koozie! I know, I know! Polo! Marco! Polo! Polo! Hey, Koozie, keep your eyes shut! All right, all right! Porco! Marco! Polo! No, Koozie, it's Marco! Polo! No, ah, uh, Koozie! Polo! Koozie! Marco! Marco! Ah, come on, guys, this doesn't seem to be working. As you can probably tell, Koozie, Rabbit, and Moozie were playing Marco Polo. Or at least they were trying to play Marco Polo. It was actually turning out to be a pretty complicated game. Have you ever played Marco Polo before? It's a game where someone covers their eyes and shouts, Marco! And everybody else, who has their eyes open, replies, Polo! And by the sound of everyone saying Polo, the person with their eyes closed tries to search for everyone and tag them. It can be played in all sorts of places. You can even play it in a pool when you're swimming around. The rule is that you have to say Polo when the person with their eyes closed yells Marco. Uh, have you ever heard of the guy named Marco Polo? He was an Italian explorer who lived in the 13th century, which means he's not alive anymore, but if he was, he'd be like 750 years old. Marco Polo was famous for being one of the first Europeans to travel to China and write all about it. In fact, Marco Polo wrote a book that later inspired a young Christopher Columbus to set sail on his own adventure. And if you don't know who Christopher Columbus is, I guess you should ask your parents or your teacher. I mean, come on, this isn't a history podcast. It's the Koozie George podcast, right? Ah, oh, sorry guys. That game is a little complicated. And besides, I don't like swimming around with my eyes closed. Ah, oh, that's fine, Koozie. It was pretty fun while it lasted. Yeah, we should be heading back home pretty soon anyways. Back home? Yeah. Don't you mean farm? Farm? Yeah, you know, heading back farm. Koozie, what are you talking about? You know, I live in a house, so when I'm going back to it, I say heading back home. But you live on a farm, Moozie, so shouldn't you say heading back farm? Heading back farm? That doesn't sound right. That's just because you're not used to saying it. Yeah, but it actually doesn't sound like how it's supposed to be. And besides, 
You said you live in a house, Koozie, so shouldn't you be saying headed back house? Headed back house? You mean I've been saying it wrong this whole time? That doesn't sound right either. Yeah, heading back home is the right way to say both of those things, whether you live on a farm or in a house. Uh, just to be clear, I live in a house too. I thought you said you live on a farm. I do live on a farm, but I also live in the house. Whoa, on the farm and in the house? Now it's getting confusing. Hey, what was that? What was what? Shh, that over there, said Moosey as he quieted his voice and got down into the water with just his head sticking out. What? I don't see anything. Come on, get down, said Moosey as he motioned for Koozie and Rabbit to get down into the water. Now all three of their little heads were poking out of the top of the swimming hole with their eyes peering east, where Moosey was pointing. Moosey, is this another one of your scare tactics? No, seriously. I saw something black over there and then it just disappeared. Something black disappeared? Yeah, uh, let's go back farm. Yeah, let's go back farm right now. Hey, look at that squirrel! Cozy, enough with the squirrels. You don't have to tell us every time you spot one. No, seriously. That squirrel over there was jumping around. That's what squirrels do, Koozie. They jump around. But this one was jumping around on the ground, and then it started jumping up on the air and into that tree. Jumping on the air? Like jumping really high? No, like literally jumping on the air. That squirrel wasn't touching the ground or anything, but it kept jumping up and up and whoa, I'm starting to get a little freaked out right about now. Come on, let's suit up and go check it out. Quietly. Slowly, like super stealthy ninjas, the three little heads emerged from the water. Their eyes were sharp and looking all over the place. Their heads were low and their muscles were tense. Whoa, my muscles are so tense. Okay, I'll keep a lookout. You guys get suited up, whispered Rabbit. While Rabbit's peering eyes were looking deep into the forest, Moosey and Koozie dried up as quickly and as quietly as they could when they were done. Rabbit got ready. Hey, what's that for? Oh, this is my forest knife. I always keep it with me when I'm out here, replied Moosey as he held a black fixed blade knife with a stacked leather handle and a serrated edge. Koozie thought that Moosey's knife looked super cool. The three friends walked slowly towards the mysterious things that they had seen in the forest. Something black that disappeared and a flying jumpy squirrel. Moosey looked at his watch. It looked like they had just enough time to check things out and head back home before it got too dark. Finally, after they made it about a hundred feet, Moosey stopped. This is the spot that I saw the black thing, said Moosey as he looked around. And the little flying squirrel buddy was right over there. Little flying squirrel buddy? Hey, all the squirrels are my little buddies. Okay, okay. Hey, check this out, said Moosey as he motioned for Koozie and Rabbit to come over and look at something. Here on the ground. It's a big giant footprint. Oh my goodness, that thing is huge. What kind of animal makes those tracks? Wait a minute, don't tell me, because I don't want to get freaked out anymore. Yeah, those look like they belong to an animal that's bigger than a dinosaur. Uh, yeah, now my imagination is running wild. I think that we should start heading back home, or back farm, or back wherever it is that's not here, because I'm freaking out. These are no animal footprints. Look at the sharp corners and the straight lines. No, these were made by some big machine. Big machine? I'm not sure which one sounds scarier. A giant animal bigger than a dinosaur? Or a big machine that's, that's, that's walking around the forest? Aw, oh, come on, Moosey. We don't want to mess around with a big giant machine that's on an evening stroll. 
Hey, Koozie, where are you going? Back to the farm, baby. I'm not sticking around here to get stepped on by some overgrown owl. Koozie, where'd he go? Koozie was walking away from Rabbit and Moozie and the big giant footprint when suddenly he said, ow, and then disappeared. Koozie, Koozie, where are you? Are you okay, Koozie? Ow, my head. Koozie, what happened? Said Rabbit quickly as he spotted Koozie sitting up in a large patch of long grass. I hit my head on that branch, said Koozie as he rubbed his head and pointed up. Uh, what branch? That branch. Koozie, this is a small clearing. There's no trees around here. Dude, I was walking along and smacked my head right there. Koozie pointed to where he hit his head, but there was nothing there. There's nothing there, Koozie. Did something hit you as you was walking? Maybe one of your little squirrel buddies threw a nut at you. My little squirrel buddies would never do such a thing like that. No, it felt like I ran into something. It was right there. Right where? Said Rabbit as he started waving his hand around in the air. There's nothing here, but ow. What was that? That was me. I said ow. I know it was you, Rabbit, but what did you hit? I hit that, uh, there's nothing there. That's the same nothing that I hit my head on. Wait a minute, said Moozy as he stepped forward and reached out his hand slowly. There, just above where they were standing, Moozy's hand made contact with something in the air. Whoa! Whatever it was, when Moozy's hand touched it, it rippled like water in large black rings and then settled down again and disappeared. Hey, let me try! Rabbit reached both of his hands out and touched the invisible surface. Black ripples appeared out of nowhere to reveal a large metal thing. Hey, me too, me too! Quickly, all three friends were reaching out with both hands touching this magical surface. It was so weird how the black ripples would appear out of nowhere and then quickly fade back to being invisible. Whoa, this is so cool! I know! I want to keep this whatever it is! You guys! Said Moozy, who had been walking around the thing that they were touching. This thing is some sort of invisible aircraft! What? How can you tell? What makes you think it's not a giant invisible squirrel? Look, the big machine footprints. The sides of this thing seem to form just above our heads. I bet you those footprints we saw are the legs holding this thing up. Whoa, an invisible aircraft? Like a jet? What about a spaceship? Whoa, look at this. Koozie and Rabbit ran over to where Moozy was. Moozy was standing near one of the giant footprints on the ground. Look, whatever it is, the feet are still on the ground. Koozie and Rabbit watched as Moozy moved his hand over the spot of ground where the footprint was in. It was reacting the same as the other parts of the invisible thing. Wow, how far does that thing go up? Yeah, that looks like it's one of the legs holding up the aircraft. Ah, oh, look, here's where the legs connect to the main body of the ship, said Moozy as he stood up and had his hands over his head. This thing's pretty big. Hey, what was that? What was what? That! What? Right there! Right where? Right here! Here where? Ah, right here! Said a frustrated Koozie as he stepped forward and placed his hands on the invisible aircraft. You moved your hands past the spot and I thought I saw something! What did you see? I didn't see anything! Not you, Moozie! I was talking to Koozie! Well, gosh! Sorry, Moozie, I didn't mean to be rude! Letters! I knew it looked like something! Letters? What letters? Whoa, look at that! Moozy and Rabbit looked at where Koozie was placing his hand. The invisible aircraft started rippling again just like everywhere else they had touched. Except this time, the place where Koozie was touching had some markings on the side. What does it say? Uh, S-K-T? S-K-T? What in the world is S-K-T? 
SKT, uh, you know, the Skunks Karate Team. Skunks Karate Team? Uh, Sour Kiwi Turtle? Sugar Kate Torches? Hmm, I don't know. I have no idea what SKT stands for. Oh man, what is going on? Darth Meow is headed back to the farm with the other animals, and now Koozie, Rabbit, and Moozie find an invisible aircraft just chilling in the forest? And what's with this SKT? I wonder what that is. I guess we'll just have to wait until next time to find out. Remember, subscribe to the podcast, tell all your friends about us, and we'll see you next time for another adventure. Uh, excuse me? Oh, uh, what? Yeah, did you forget something? Koozie, what are you doing? I'm trying to finish this episode. Hey, you can't finish this episode yet. Come on, dude, this is the end. Hey, but wait! What do you want, Koozie? You can't finish the story yet? Why? Why can't I finish the story yet? There's nothing else to say except... Goodbye? Hey, you can't say goodbye! You didn't even say anything about the title! Title? What title? The title of the episode! Koozie George and the Future Present! Uh, yeah I did. I totally covered that part. No you didn't! Yes I did. No you didn't! Cause if you did, I would have a present in my hands right now! Koozie, it's not a present like a gift. It's a present like right now. Oh, you want to give me a present right now! No, 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 no. Present like past, present, future. Oh, like time? What does time have to do with anything? Uh, well, future, present is like a saying. A saying? Yeah, you remember earlier in the episode when Bungie was thinking about telling everyone who Darth Meow really was in the past? Yeah? Well, when Bungie decided to only tell her friends about Darth Meow and his good stuff, she was treating him like the future. Uh, okay. Yeah, if she only treated him like in the past, it would be the past present, like bringing the past into the present. Like if she treated him like he was still a bad guy? Exactly. When we treat people like how they were in the past, that's past present. But we're supposed to treat people like how they want to be in the future? Yep, that's called future present. It's like bringing the future into the present, like bringing the best out of people, even if they still have some things to work on. Future present. That's right. So, nothing to do with getting presents in the future. Uh, no, not really. Huh. So you really don't have any gifts for me right now? Uh, well, you can have this toothpick I found on the floor earlier. A toothpick? Gee, thanks. Well, come on, I wasn't really planning on giving you a present. Duh, I know. I just really like getting presents. Well, I know that. I think everyone likes getting presents. And you know what? When we treat people like the future present, it's almost like we are giving them a little present. Like what? How is that a present? Because treating people the best way that we can is super encouraging, and it can help people be good even if they're having a hard time with it. Huh, I guess that's true. Do you, uh, still want the toothpick? Duh. Yeah. Really? You want it? Yeah, come on. Toothpicks are awesome. Okay, just don't stick it in your mouth. Why would I stick a toothpick in my mouth? Because it's called a toothpick and your teeth are found in your mouth? Yeah, but you said you picked this up off the floor. I know. So why would I stick something that I found on the floor in my mouth? I was just saying to not to. Well, why are you raising your voice at me? Because you're raising your voice. Well, we should stop raising our voices. That sounds like a good idea. But you're not doing it! Well, you're not doing it either! Well, gosh, what are we supposed to do? Just keep yelling at each other? Hello?
Hey, where'd you go? Aw, oh, man, those narrators. I hate it when he does that. He gets me with that every single time. Driving nuts. All right, we'll see you next time for another adventure. Goodbye. <laughs>